Greetings and welcome to Little Readers Podcast, dedicated to literacy, listening skills, and comprehension, focusing on social and emotional learning. Today, our episode includes the book entitled The Scar, written by Charlotte Mundlich, illustrated by Olivier Talek, and published by Candlewick Press in 2011. The author, Charlotte Mundlich, uses a special writing tool in this story called a comparison. In this story, the author is comparing strong emotions that we have at times to a wound or cut on our skin. Emotions, like cuts, can be deep and cause a lot of pain. But the same way cuts heal over time, strong emotions get weaker and fade We will talk about the emotions that the young boy in the story feels and the ways that strong emotions can be very similar to a cut turning into a scar. Let's begin. Mom died this morning. It wasn't really this morning. Dad said she died during the night, but I was sleeping during the night. For me, she died this morning. Yesterday, My mom was still alive. She lay in her bed and smiled a little, and she told me that she would love me all her life, but that she was too tired, that her body couldn't carry her anymore, and that she was going away forever. I told her that she could come back after she was rested. I told her that I would wait for her. She said that she wished she could, but that it wasn't possible. Her smile got smaller and her eyes were a bit wet. That made me mad, and I shouted, if it was going to be like that, I wouldn't be her son anymore. That she shouldn't have had a kid if she was going to leave before he was grown up. She laughed a bit, but I cried, because I knew that she was really going to die. When I woke up this morning, everything was quiet. I couldn't smell coffee or hear the radio. I came downstairs, and my dad said, Is that you, honey? I thought that was a silly question, because other than Mom, who was too sick to get out of bed anymore, and Dad, who was the one asking the question, I was the only one in the house. I said, No, no, it's not me, which I thought was pretty funny. But then I noticed that Dad wasn't laughing. He smiled a very small smile and said, It's over. And I pretended I didn't understand. Dad said, She's gone forever. I knew that she wasn't gone. She was dead, and I would never see her again. They were going to put her in a box and then in the ground where she would turn into dust. I know very well that dying means that you're never going to come back. Well, good riddance, I yelled to Dad. I couldn't believe she'd left us. How will Dad know how to make my toast the way I like it? Cut in half with the honey in a zigzag. I was sure that Mom didn't teach him how, and now it's too late. 
He wouldn't be able to manage without her. Luckily, I'm still here, and I can explain everything to Dad. I told him, Don't worry, I'll take care of you. And I cried a little because I didn't really know how to take care of a dad who's been abandoned like this. I could tell that he'd been crying, too. He looked like a washcloth, all crumpled and wet. I don't really like seeing Dad cry. Mom had been dead for several nights. I don't want to sleep anymore. I have a bit of a stomachache, and I haven't been able to take care of Dad. I'm trying not to forget what Mom smells like, but it's fading. So I close all the windows so that it won't get out. Dad yells at me because it's summer, because it's too hot, and because he doesn't know how to talk to me anymore. I think it hurts him to look at me because I have Mom's eyes. I can't explain that I closed the windows so that I could keep breathing Mom in because as soon as I say Mom, Dad cries. It's not just Mom's smell that's fading. I feel like I can barely remember the sound of her voice. So I plugged my ears, covered my eyes, and shut my mouth to keep it with me, but not my nose, because I needed to breathe. All my life, whenever I hurt myself, Mom would tell me, It's just a scratch, my little man. You're too strong for anything to hurt you. I would close my eyes and she'd open her arms to me, and the pain would disappear like that. Yesterday, I fell while I was running on the garden wall, and I got a big scrape on my knee, which wasn't much fun, but I heard it, my mother's voice. So something good came out of my getting hurt. I waited until a little scab formed, and I scratched it so that it opened again, and the blood came back. It hurt a bit, and I tried not to cry. I told myself that as long as there was blood, I would still hear my mom's voice, and I would be a little less sad. This morning, Grandma showed up. She's my mom's mom. I'm a bit worried because now I have two sad adults to take care of. And on top of that, I've got to keep an eye on my scab. At first, Grandma hardly moves. Then she starts looking around our house like she's searching for something or someone. She just can't sit still. And the last straw is when she opens the windows wide. It's too hot in this house. We're all going to suffocate, she says. And that's too much for me. I shout and I cry and scream. No, no, don't open the windows. Mom's going to disappear for good. And I fall, and the tears flow without stopping, and there's nothing I can do. And I feel very tired. I'm scared, too, that Grandma will think I'm crazy. But no, she comes close to me and puts her hand, then my hand, on my heart. She says to me, she's there in your heart, and she's not going anywhere. I feel better after Grandma tells me that. She's older than I am, and and she's my mom's mom, so she should know. I am so afraid of forgetting mom completely that once I know that she's in my heart, whenever I can, I run, I run until my muscles hurt, until it hurts to breathe, and then I feel mom beating very hard in my chest. Grandma showed dad how to make the honey zigzag but he isn't very good at it. I don't say anything, though, 
since I have to encourage him if I want him to make progress. Grandma went home a few days ago, and when I woke up this morning, I smelled coffee and heard a voice on the radio saying that it was going to be a nice day. It's me, I shout from the top of the stairs, which is dumb, since Dad knows that we're the only two here, but it makes him smile. He opens his arms to me, I throw myself in them, and my heart beats so hard I can almost hear Mom whispering, Go on, my little man, go on. In bed tonight, I brush my knee with the tip of my finger, and the skin is all smooth, all new. I kick back my covers and look more closely and see that the scab is gone. It's turned into a scar without me noticing. For a second, I think I might cry, but I don't. I lie back, my hands on my chest. My heart beats quietly, peacefully, and it lulls me to sleep. The end. Now, boys and girls, what do you think the author's message is for us? I think it's to realize that emotions are like cuts. They can cause a lot of pain, but with time, those strong emotions get weaker and fade away, just like a cut heals up, leaving a scar. Do you remember some of the emotions the young boy experienced in the story? First of all, he was angry. He felt anger for mom leaving. Then he felt abandoned. That means left all alone. And he also felt that dad was abandoned. He was also afraid afraid to lose memories, for instance, what mom smelled like and the sound of her voice and the things mom would say to him. He was afraid he would lose those memories. It's important to give yourself time to feel those strong emotions. Let them out. Talk to a caring adult about them. Now, the most important suggestion in this story to help us deal with strong emotions came from the boy's grandmother. Do you remember what she said? She said to the boy, she's there in your heart, and she's not going anywhere. It's true. You do carry those people closest to you in your heart and mind when you think of things that they said or things that you did together. And that way, you will carry those special people with you throughout your entire life. Well, thanks for joining me today. Remember, you can get this book at your local library. The title is... The Scar, written by Charlotte Mundlich, illustrated by Olivier Talek, and published by Candlewick Press in 2011. This is Miss Jones signing off. Until next time. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And be happy. Bye-bye.